I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. And like the man said, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. And uh, hopefully uh, you caught last week's episode about the rules. I uh, caught if, it, yeah. if, if you, as a uh, diehard, dedicated listener, said, oh my goodness, where was I? I must have forgotten. Uh, you can always go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com and check it out. Check out the episode. It is entitled in the podcast version, New Rules and Some Don't Suck. Got a lot of uh, response too at the at the web page and on the Facebook page. People are loving them, man. People are loving them, especially the uh, the the folks in the Southwest who are still playing on a regular basis are keeping the pin in and loving that whole idea. You know what what always happens is people adopt something new and they like it. That's one I think that people are going to keep liking because for the most part, if more people within the group keep the flag in, mm-hmm. then pace of play will keep up. Yeah. You know, we kind of went through that. Well, if somebody does and somebody doesn't, right. and you're in and you're out and you're in, yeah, and then that can take longer. You have one of those darn traditionalists in your group. <laughs> well, if if it's not that, maybe it's just one of those that they don't quite get the fact that the pin is probably going to help them if it's screaming by and actually catches a glancing blow of it. It might knock it sideways, but it'll take a lot of the heat off of it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, try and playing so, basketball without a backboard. Right? So even though it's not a flat backboard, it is going to slow down mm-hmm. a ball that's traveling too darn fast. It and it was going to miss is. anyway. Right. It isn't going to be one of those, man, I hit the flag stick and that sucker was going to go in, but it knocked it <laughs> and it knocked it four feet out. You're like, yeah. no, yeah, that, it doesn't have that kind of <laughs> rebound properties, folks. That goes into live with that fantasy, brother. Yeah, if that boy, <laughs> if that bad boy was going to go four feet past after hitting the flag stick, yeah. that sucker sure wasn't going in. We have a special guest today uh, from Charlotte, I believe. One yeah, of Charlotte, North Carolina, Mr. Jason Sutton from Carmel Country Club in Charlotte, North Carolina. He is a friend of the show, friend of mine. Golf Magazine, Top 100 Teacher, overall great guy. He's even got his own podcast called the Golf Guru Podcast. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. He, okay. he talks golf with other golf professionals, and they get all scientific, and sometimes they get all technical, and sometimes they don't, and it's a good show. Have to check that out. And we're going to yeah. be talking about indoor golf, because the majority of us uh, are, are in a space where it's a little too cold to go outside right now. Then we will be back and start that conversation in just a few seconds. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. Sure sign of spring for me is when I hear him say that uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting for spring training. I love spring training. Have you ever thought about going out to Arizona to catch the Cactus League spring training? There's 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree average temperatures that time of year. Uh, 10 stadiums are, are all in the greater Phoenix area, all within 50 miles. And baseball is a lot of fun. Spring training is a lot of fun, but you know what else is a lot of fun is Arizona. Arizona, known for incredible landscapes, outdoor adventures, and hey, bring your golf clubs. Because when the guys aren't playing baseball, you can be playing golf. There's so much great golf in Arizona around the greater Phoenix area. So check it out. Spring training in Arizona. What a great idea. You can plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. 
And it's us. We're back. Those three kick golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. We're going to talk about indoor golf because many of us are in a situation where that's the best we're going to be able to do. Yeah, I think you're right. I yeah. think, you know, think about half the country right now. You know, let's say it's, oh, more so than north of the Mason-Dixon line, right? So let's say it's above Atlanta and Dallas and places like that. Well, they, right? they, got, not a, they got ice in Dallas last week. Yeah, right. You know, so... so you know, you can't you can't tell. Here in Kentucky, where I am, it's sixty degrees today, sixty degrees yesterday. Tomorrow the high is gonna be thirty one. Yeah. Which you don't know what you're gonna get. No. But you know that that's the thing is the golf courses everybody goes, Oh, it's finally good outside and then they go out to the golf course and they expect all the greens to be mowed, the bunkers to be raked, mm-hmm. uh everything to be midsummer conditions because it happened to get to sixty. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the freak day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? And 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 the, yeah. the thing is, is that the golf courses just can't do it. And they're also, you know, they're they're all lower staffed, so the driving ranges are going to be shut down. People are going to go, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the the trouble is, is that they're so short staffed because they know that winter is upon them mm-hmm. that they can't go out and pick up the golf balls. If they did go out and pick up the golf balls, or if they don't pick them up. Then all of a sudden the freeze comes and then you get a lot of broken balls out there, a lot of dead golf balls. Yeah. And yeah. then it costs you a lot of money to replace those golf balls. So it's just nuts. So you got to figure out, you know, they're like, oh, well, you just go hire some $8 an hour kid. And you're like, yeah, like that kid doesn't have another job in the wintertime. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never yeah. know. You never know. You um, never know. I had a, a buddy who owned a golf course up in uh, Medina, Ohio. Just outside of Cleveland, yeah. Uh, Cleveland's cold sometimes in the summer. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, and he he got really smart. His clubhouse was a two story clubhouse, and he had all the uh, the bar, restaurant slash pro shop amenities on the first floor, second yep. floor, six golf simulators. Good for him. With bays. So Good for was, him. He was open year rounds with uh, and could accommodate golfers. They have an elevator. <laughs> no, you had to walk up the stairs. I'm sorry. Okay, well, that means you got to walk down after all the drinking that you do when you play in the simulator. <laughs> you don't you drink as much because it doesn't take as long to play 18 on a simulator, does it? Well, sometimes it depends. You know, there's different simulators out there, and the biggest thing that I've seen is uh, like the the two that they have here at Timbergate mm-hmm. um, uh, are are here, and depending on the group and depending on the simulator, you have the option to putt. Yeah. Like the ones here at Timbergate, right? You have the option to putt and they have this platform that's got a hole in it and there's multiple spots on the platform and it has different breaks in it. It's really cool. But what happens is, is that guys are out there like they are on the regular greens, three putting and four putting, <laughs> right? Cause you know, you miss one and it, and it tracks how far by you miss it and it tells you, you got to go to the next spot over here, you know, uh-huh. the red spot or the, or the number, the number six or the letter Y or whatever the heck they get these marks all over. And then you got to go putt from there. To get the, the the contour, and the computer tells them, and then they go, they miss the next putt. So you know, you, let's say you got to force them a bad putters. You get, you are talking about a four hour, four and a half hour round of golf, and these guys were inside, <laughs> right? But then yeah. there's the, but the, some of them have the option to turn off the putting part, right? Or it's like an auto putt, like if you know if it's it automatically counts a two putt if you're inside of you know if you're anywhere between four 
and uh, 25 feet. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can set those parameters on some of them, and and you can save a lot of time that yeah. way. And then all of a sudden, you can you can have a three-hour experience for 18 holes. Yeah, because putting putting on a simulator is really difficult. It really is, and and for most people, they don't have the putting platform to go with it, right. unlike the two that are here. Yeah, and so the the putting option ought to be, in my opinion, either A, turned off or set to two auto putts or whatever the heck it is because right. it's simulator golf, for gosh sakes. It's not yeah. like it's, you know, you're going to be building a handicap off it. Other than putting, though, is is it is it reflective of your normal game? Yeah, until you get into smack one into a bunker and then, you know, you're still no. hitting it off a mat. So, yeah. you know, other than that, you know, in the thick rough, there's some of them that have these simulators that have, uh, um, like the ones, the two they've got here have simulated rough that you can hit off of a, th- a thicker more grabby kind of long fibrous mat mm-hmm. that you know you ha- it has little strips and if you're in the rough you're supposed to take your next shot and put it into that onto that long fibrous um uh, sure. mat sure. and then all of a sudden if it, it grabs your club and slows your ball down and it gets pretty realistic but some simulators you're just hitting off the same old surface mm-hmm. and so you can't really say for sure that it is but yeah. you know it's a whole lot of fun it is fun you know, look at it as a different game if you want to. Yeah, you know? I mean, look, it's a sharp stick. You know, it beats a sharp stick in the eye and a kick in the pants. Or sitting and home twiddling your thumbs and saying, boy, I wish I could go play golf today. You know? Yeah, that's right. You know, that's yeah. that's the truth. It's a way so, to keep, uh, keep at least in, in golf shape, keep the swing yeah. up. So what I find to be interesting is people go, well, I don't want to, I don't want to bring my, haul my clubs around. Call the place that's got the simulator and ask them, if you, if you get, you know, like some people have a, a season long deal where they come in every Monday at two right. o'clock to sure, four yeah. o'clock to six o'clock or whatever, find out if they get club storage there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wintertime mm-hmm. club storage at a facility that's got simulators. Not a bad idea, right? Not whatsoever. Cause they're probably also heated. Uh, most of the time, Un- they're unlike the building, your right? garage where your clubs are now or in the worst yet in the trunk of your car. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let me explain to a few people. Why you don't want the trunk of your own car? There's epoxy that holds on heads onto shafts. Uh-huh. Generally speaking, in the middle of winter in the north, putting them in the trunk of your own car, you know, it affects that epoxy. Uh-huh. And some of that epoxy doesn't have all that, uh, all that low of a, a freezing point. And then a, the bond on the epoxy breaks. And next thing you know, you come out in the springtime and you've struck a golf ball on the driving range and whing. There goes the club head. And the head of the club goes farther than the ball. The ball, and then you gotta, and then you gotta do that walk of shame out on the driving range. Stop everybody from hitting balls. Hang on a second, fellas. I gotta go get that six iron head. You know, and you're out there trotting around, and it's a hundred yards out there, and you're out there sloshing around, and you know the range is wet in springtime, dude. Don't uh-huh. you? Mm-hmm. So the head's gonna stick in the ground, and you're gonna have to walk down on that range from the tee box. Not only are you embarrassed, and everybody hands on the hip, going, "Come on." But now you're slogging it out there, and now you're figuring out, man, am I going to find this club head or not, or to bury it in the ground and it's forever gone, right? You know it's going to happen. It We've is. We've all seen it. Yes. We've all seen it, right? Not only so, seen it, but done it on multiple yeah. occasions. So you let's think avoid we'd that situation at all costs, folks. Store your clubs inside. Inside. I mean, the garage so, is fine. How far yeah. from the front door of the garage do you need to be, I wonder? Well, you know, it's more about the temperature. So <laughs> yeah. let's just, let's just keep it to as close to room temp as you can get it. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I yeah. So, it, John. 
you know, because many of these indoor golf facilities also have like leagues. It's almost like a bowling alley. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What a great thing. Yeah. You know, like the, the ones they've got here in the evenings, they're packed. Mm-hmm. I got guys in here, you know, at Timbergate, they got, there's guys out here that are every day at eight o'clock in the morning and they're here till noon and they sit and they eat. They, you know, they serve pizza here and, mm-hmm. and buffalo wings and the beer. And, mm-hmm. you know, these guys are, these guys are tanked at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> awesome you know you know <laughs> and then the, and then the evening leagues show up you know and and every night these guys are i mean this is a, it's a good business so like you said it's like a bowling yeah. alley there's entertainment there's music there's stuff going on yeah there's big screen tvs in these places and, you know and many nice of us many of us have worked hard all our lives to get to the point where we could retire and go hang out at a golf course and be tanked by nine o'clock in the morning okay <laughs> i mean i know people <laughs> are you saying you've met them i have met them <laughs> that you are them. the problem was you i met, met them at them. 9 30 so the conversation was very hard to understand <laughs> very hard to understand all right That's right uh, special guest uh golf instructor top 100 one of the best in the country from uh charlotte north carolina uh, what what course he at down there? He is at Carmel Country Club, Mr. Jason Sutton, Ooh. otherwise known as the Golf Guru. The Golf Guru the, from the Golf Guru from the Guru Podcast. All right, he's coming up soon. So tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. Plenty of time for y'all now. Run, run out to your car, get get the clubs out of the trunk before the epoxy bond breaks, and bring them inside until the winter weather lets up and spring gets here okay we are those weekend golf guys and we're going to be coming right back so if i were you i'd i'd hang out with us you want to see how great a golf instructor jeff smith really is it's very easy five dollar golf club.com the number five dollar golf club.com sure sign of spring for me is when i hear him say that uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting for spring training i love spring training you ever thought about going out to Arizona, catch the Cactus League spring training? There's 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree average temperatures that time of year. Uh, 10 stadiums are, are all in the greater Phoenix area, all within 50 miles. And baseball is a lot of fun. Spring training is a lot of fun. But you know what else is a lot of fun is Arizona. Arizona, known for incredible landscapes, outdoor adventures, and hey, bring your golf clubs Because when the guys aren't playing baseball, you can be playing golf. There's so much great golf in Arizona around the greater Phoenix area. So check it out. Spring training in Arizona. What a great idea. You can plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. All right, we're back. Hopefully, you got your clubs in a uh, warm, dry space uh, for the for the bulk of the bad weather, or maybe you've just decided you're going to take them with you when you go to Florida and hang out there. That's cool yeah. too, you there know. You, um, you know, we we uh, we've got uh, a, a sponsorship running for the next few weeks too. It's a great idea because a lot of us uh, golfers are also baseball fans, right? And you know, there are 35 baseball teams that do their spring training. Uh, in Arizona, thirty-five, thirty-five of them within within. I didn't even know there were thirty-five baseball teams. Yeah, within within like a a, a fifty-mile radius of Phoenix. 
Wait a minute. So go on out, watch your favorite teams out there, do some spring training. Their teams, you know, West Coast teams and stuff like that. I don't know. I made it up. I don't know how many baseball teams there are out there. Okay. I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. Did they all move from Florida too? Well, a lot of them have. Because Florida's getting, you know, a little wet that time of year too, you know? Yeah, that's true. But anyhow, they're out there. Average temp, 75 degrees. Uh, So go watch a couple baseball games and bring your golf clubs. Yeah, and the kids, a nice place out there, man. And the kids, because uh, if you haven't taken your kids to the Grand Canyon, you uh, have not done your job as a parent. It's something I haven't done that my job as a parent. I'm yeah. I'm woefully inadequate on that. Something we everybody chose, needs. We chose to see. Scotland twice instead. Yeah, well, there you know, you, we all have our priorities. I That's happen right. to prefer America, but you know what can I say? <laughs> You uh, chose a big hole in the ground as I opposed did. to the old course. I did. Really? And I said, what do you think of the Grand Canyon as a whole? Eh, you know? Yeah, All right. Listen, we, we don't want to face the first tee the first weekend in April when it's actually warm and we actually get time to get out and back to the golf course. Trying to remember what, what it was we were doing back in October when we had to put the clubs up. So those of us who don't have the ability to go somewhere nice and warm for the uh, winter time and keep keep everything what would you suggest we do to try to keep our level of golf where it was when we stopped in the fall you know there's a handful of things that i like to have my students do because of this situation right mm-hmm. look if you can't get to an indoor simulator you know we talked about those they're sure, great yeah. they're fun mm-hmm. uh, many of them are now the, the newer ones are actually pretty realistic on the ball flight okay right? So if you can get near one of those, well, go join a league and go stay at it that way. That can keep your game, you know, up quite a bit, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you can't get there. Okay. And you can't come to Plain and Simple Golf School and hang out in my simulator because, you know, you're living in Dallas, Texas and Charlotte, North Carolina when you're hearing this, right? Right. So let's say you can't do those things. So let's let's think about the things you can do. First, you find a room in your house that things are not as breakable as others. Uh-huh. Right? Start there. Right? Okay. Get yourself, make sure you got a room in nine foot ceilings. Right? Uh-huh. And move some things out of the way. You know, okay. move yeah. all the breakable stuff to one half of the room and, and then start to think, all right, what could I now do that resembles golf? Right. And let's say that you've got someone that's not going to be mad at you if you are swinging a, a short club, you know, not a long one. Cause if you got a long one, you're going to be knocking your ceiling out. So mm-hmm. <laughs> let's, let's keep a wedge handy. Right. Yeah. And let's say that John, you decided to do this in your own home, for example, and you didn't want your wife to be frustrated with you and calling you all kinds of bad golfer names. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shankopotamus and things like that, <laughs> you know, for doing a bunch of golf swings in the house. So let's say that you want to do it, but you, you know, it's a short club and you want to just loosen up, swinging back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, keeping the body in shape, right? Mm-hmm. You'll start doing that. Here's another thing you could swing that doesn't mess up carpet and doesn't hit ceilings and stuff like that. It's a rope. Try to imagine just going out to the garage and get yourself a, mm-hmm. a rope, not okay. a string, but a rope. Yeah. You know, it's got some heft to it, you know, and start mm-hmm. looping it around and make the total length of the rope that you're going to swing, you know, and, and make it three or four loops thick. So that way you're hanging on to something that's actually like a handle size, you know, a golf club handle size, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Tape that together. Okay. And then make the thing about four feet long, you know, three to four feet, something mm-hmm. like that. 
Yeah. Right. And then and then tape it one place in the middle so it can act, you know, and just kind of keep the rope together and swing the rope back and forth and back and forth and back and forth because the rope has some really good properties to it because you can't push on a rope. You'll start ingraining a swing where your body starts the downswing. So your lower body will start to turn toward the target, then your upper body, then your arms, and then the hands will swing the rope. And all of a sudden, the sequence of events of a golf swing happens much better and you're training that and you're staying loose and you can go back and forth and back and forth. And when you do that with a rope, though, it's going to hit you in the back. Uh So it's somewhat flogging yourself. (laughs) So if you're going to do that, put on a sweater vest or something. Well, well, better to do it now than when you're out on the golf course. <laughs> That's right. But that, that really fast back and forth, back and forth, it's a big core workout. Okay. John, I know. John, just so we're clear on this, uh-huh. um, your core, as in those muscles that most people have uh-huh. between their chest and their thighs, uh-huh. all those things. Yeah. 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 Twisting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in short, you know, short bursts. Outside of the rope flogging you in the back, that is one terrific thing to do for your golf game. It tightens up your core muscles right. and makes you very explosive that your core muscles really work hard. Does the like rope whip at the bottom of the swing it so sure you know does. you're doing it right? Yeah, okay. it sure does. Okay, now, so. that's a matter of how tightly you wrap the handle of the rope in mm-hmm. tape. Yeah. So let's say you go out and get yourself some Gorilla Tape. You yeah. know, Everybody's got duct tape. And that's firm, but the gorilla tape is a little bit thicker, a little heavier, a little bit more dense. Okay. And it sticks to everything just like duct tape. You can fix anything with right. this stuff, right? But it's it's heavier, so you're when you're pushing on it, you know, your hands can hold something relatively firm and then it snaps down at the bottom. Good. So you make a handle full of tight, you know, you you loop them up a few times. Mm-hmm. Make yourself a nice handle. For that and and total length, you know, thirty six to forty eight inches right. of rope, and then all of a sudden you've got yourself something that you can keep yourself in shape with. You can still make golf swing motions that actually works on the sequence of events very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you know the other thing that I always like to tell people: get your wedge out, and then start chipping ping pong balls. Okay. Hear me now, John. Ping pong balls. Mm-hmm. Why? Same size as golf balls. They don't break anything. That's why ping pong balls. Yeah, but they're also yeah, the same size. Basically. It's convenient. They're pretty close to size yeah. of golf balls, and yeah. many of them are white. But yeah. think about it this way. Since you're not feeling impact, what you are feeling is the the weight of the club, and you're wielding the club, and you're landing the club in the right spot. So chipping and pitching over the sofa or onto the chair or, you know, not over the TV. Yeah. Um, you know, but even if it was a ping pong ball, it wouldn't break the TV, nor the lamp, nor the window, nor the china in the china cabinet. So, <laughs> yeah. right? So you yeah. can get by. So there'll be no replacement. Your wife too upset. Yeah. Right? No, no high dollar replacements to be had. No. Uh-uh. So, <laughs> you know, marriages can be spared by simply using ping pong balls. You don't want to hear that was my favorite lamp. Yeah. You don't want to hear any of that no, stuff. No, 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 that does not. And, <laughs> and you don't want to have dollar bills flying out the window the second something gets impacted. No, 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 no. no. So hear me out loud and clear. <laughs> yeah. Ping pong balls don't ping, break things. Ping pong balls. That's right. Yeah. A lot of people think, oh, well, I'll just go get those foam balls, right? Mm-hmm. You know what those foam balls do? 
Break things. They, they knock things over. They've yeah. got enough weight that they can knock things over. Yeah. Right. They also uh, like those yellow ones that that there's a lot of them out there. Right. Uh-huh. And they leave this little yellow dimpled residue on the wall. <laughs> no, um, that that sounds like the voice of experience. I was going to say, ask me how I know. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's let's understand. Uh, the ping pong balls don't do any of that. Yeah, and they're they're readily available. Mart, readily available at at any big Mart box store that you can go get, and yeah. they're cheap. Yeah. So go go use those those bad boys and chip and pitch over sofas and and you can do those things. And then of course there's always the putting in the house, right? Right. Putting right. chair legs, putting to quarters, putt to a little cup that you put on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, you got those little putting cups that kick the ball back at you all kinds of stuff right yeah those are cool i like those because that's that's a good lazy man's putting thing yeah it is you don't have to bend over you don't have to walk well come on john you're you're not (laughs) bending over anyway you got one of those suction cups on the back of yours (laughs) (laughs) i actually broke down and bought one of those for my brother-in-law because i was sick and tired of listening to him all summer long going oh oh, oh." every time he tried to bend over it's like come on man Yeah, I'll pick just, it up for you. I'm asking for a friend here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sure. the ticket. That's my brother-in-law, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a ticket. That's the uh, one it was. All yeah. right, listen. One of the things that we have counseled you on many, many an occasion is uh, even if you are one of the many of us who feel that maybe we'd embarrass ourselves in front of a PGA professional if we went to take a lesson. Maybe the guy would look at us with the look that Jeff has on his face right now and say, um, uh, okay, let's, uh, let's start over. You don't want to hear that. Taking up cooking. Yeah. Why don't you pick a game you know how to play? How's, um, your, po- how's your poker game? <laughs> we we don't want any of that, okay? So it won't happen because most PGA professionals are at least polite enough not to do that. Uh, and also that you don't have to start over, especially if you find one that's not – that doesn't say you have to do it my way or the highway, you know? Go. You you find someone yeah. like Jeff who can adapt what you do to what you can do, and you're fine. And we we got a conversation with one of those dudes coming up next. Hang out with us, all right? And call somebody. You'll you'll be you'll just be so inspired to call your local PGA pro and say, Hey, I need an hour of your time, buddy. I'm coming over. Uh, we are those weekend golf guys. Take a lesson and listen close to our next guest when we come right back. We have a small yet loyal following of junior golfers, 12 to 18-year-olds. I want to address myself to them right now. Listen, guys, girls, if you are serious about golf, there is a mom, there is a dad, there's a grandmother, a grandfather somewhere that are so psyched, but maybe they don't show it. They don't want to push, but they would love you to get involved in the game of golf. So why don't you go to them right now? Say, Mom, Dad, Grandpa, Grandma, I want to get better at this game. I want to get good at this game. I want to learn from a guy who has junior champions, high school, collegiate champions. He's even got a student who's kicking butt on the web.com tour, and it only costs five bucks a month. 
and I can learn at my own pace. And parents are going to be able to learn from their phones, which you know they don't drop out of their hands anyway. $5golfclub.com. Join for your kids' sake. Hey, it's us, those weekend golf guys. Jeff Smith in the golf studio here. John Ashton there uh, resting on his laurels. So here I am where essentially it's the golf pros are now taking over the airways because on the phone with me, Jason Sutton, teacher extraordinaire from Carmel Country Club in Charlotte, North Carolina, one of my old stomping grounds. Brother, how you doing? I'm doing well. Teach me something. Charlotte, North Carolina. I spent a decade there teaching golf, being a head pro there. Tell yes, me did. about your better weather that I have right now. Are, are you going to make me mad? Are you saying it's sunshiny and 80 already? Is that what's still going on? No, it's not that warm. Uh, okay. We've had kind of some weird weather lately. It's a lot of rain. We actually had snow last week, which is unusual for this early in the year. It, you know, but then today it's going to be 55, right? So that's a pretty good day for you know, almost Christmas. So, yeah, I mean, we, we tend to get more of these days, but... It's been a little inconsistent lately, but I'm not complaining because we got plenty of good days in the winter to play. Yeah, that's good. Are you getting a lot of action? Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on the weather. You know, I've got a building, but still, if it gets cold, you know, guys in North Carolina know that there's going to be better days around the corner, so they kind of wait. So today I've got a pretty good day. Tomorrow I'm full, um, and then it rains on Thursday, and I'll have maybe a couple. So, it's you know, it's just inconsistent, but, you know, it's it's a good time for us to recharge and plan for the next year and get ready for, you know, February will be around the corner and we'll be jamming again. Yeah. Tell me something. In your place there, you've got an indoor gig and I've seen it and um, not live, but I've, I've seen it. You've, you've done a lot of posts and I've watched it, you know, do a lot of stuff in there. The dojo. Um, yeah. You got, you got some action going on in there. Not only is it golf swing stuff, but there's a lot of putting stuff going on in there. Yeah, I've got a little, I got a sand pot lab and got a little area in my building where, got a couple of holes cut out so we do some training and do some measuring uh, using the putt lab for sure yeah so when you're you're paying attention to an awful lot of your your clients you know you're you got some really good junior players you got some college players you got some guys that are out there playing some really high level amateur golf what do you see in their putting that that you could pinpoint and say man this subset of golfers that I get to work with the, the one thing that's significant that I get to see out of them is what yeah, that's a great question. I mean, there's there's so many variables to putting. You know, I think, in my opinion, it's the most most difficult part of the game to learn. Everybody, if everybody looks at it and say, "Well, you're just rolling a ball along the ground," but I think it's very difficult, uh, especially if you want to be good at it. I think it's a very difficult part. But there's there's a lot of factors, right? You, you've got you've got alignment. You know, sort of the matrix that I sort of go through with my players, and there's no one way to do it. But I think there's some parameters that we obviously look at. Uh, it's face alignment. It's how you control the face through impact. It's, you know, the path direction. And is that affecting the face? It's, you know, acceleration versus speed, I think, is a big one that's, that's often overlooked. And then your launch conditions, which is your vertical D-plane stuff that, you know, can the ball get rolling soon enough to where it can hold its line? Uh, that stuff just sort of rise over, you know, effective loft. Uh, management, you know, yeah. for, the, right. for, the lay, for the layman right. out there. Here we go. The lay guy out there is listening to the show going, what happened to my radio? Everybody, everybody's eyes just rolled back by, in their head. That's right. They're like, it just got taken over by somebody who knows what he's talking about. What is I don't know. It's just a lot of fancy <laughs> words. I don't know anything. 
<laughs> so, you know, so, you know, in, in some of the ways that I like looking at putting, when I talk to people, you know, I got a lot of high school kids that, that I got to get to their head first. One of the first things I always ask them, I only keep a few putting stats, right? I only, I get, we got to keep it as simple as possible in my head because so, it works for me and my students. I want to know the length of their second putt. You know, I, I got all kinds of guys going, yeah, I got so many putts and this, this, this. I want to know the length of your second one. Sure. You know, that one right there tells me everything I need to know about the first one. You know, what if, what if the length of their second putt is, you know, three feet? Where are you thinking? Is, are you thinking about the guy tells you he's three, he's three putting a bunch, and what if the length of his second putt is on average is three feet? Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a great place to start because, I mean, you know, as technical as that all, that all sounded – the first thing that I do with my players is I test them on the putting green to see if they can roll the ball a certain distance. I mean, I think that's the number one factor in putting. Yeah. So I'll throw something on the green, you know, a quarter or poker chip and say, can you stop the ball here? Uh -huh. Right. So that's number one. So then you, then you sort of add the hole after you've, I call it the anatomy of a putt, right? So you basically reverse engineer it and say, all right, where, where is your intended distance choice? And then work backwards from there. And then hopefully if the read is, is pretty good, then the hole gets in the way. Yeah. So it's, fun, it's funny that uh, most of my students will tell you that we're not trying to make putts. And that, right. that kind of freaks people out. We're trying to roll the right. ball a certain distance. We're at, adding curve, and then we're hoping that the hole captures the golf ball somewhere in between. Right. So I, I don't think there's a perfect intention. And I've been messing with a little bit of some research of, you know, different slopes, like, you know, downhill putts. Like if it's a severe downhill putt, I might even make my player's intention in front of the hole, yeah. right? Because we're just looking at their average, right? If they, if they hit 10 putts, nobody's perfectly going to roll at the same distance. Where's your middle of your dispersion going to be? And then I'll try to make that advantageous of where the intention needs to be. So if they're hitting it too hard, then I'm going to make it short. Right. Most of the most of the putts are going to end up in the right place right. if they've you know if they're having right. a good day. Because the sense. obvious thing is, yeah, it absolutely. You're just using every uh, smart mental thing that can work for that player to get the end result to be, hey, their ball stopped at the hole. Yeah, because most of the, most most everybody when they're when they're putting bad are looking right at mechanics, right? So they're they're immediately going, oh, there's something wrong with my stroke. Well, the stroke is typically better than they realize, for most, especially for good players. Most of the time, it's they don't have the right picture, they don't have the right intention, or yeah. they don't have, you know, their, their visual is too much in the, in the mechanics or looking at what the putter's doing and less of, okay, where do I need the ball to, to go? Where do I need the ball to start? And where do I need the ball to finish? Right. One of the tricks I used to use with, with people who were trying to become better putters that I just knew that it was really their brain. They were not really in tune to how they're going to get their ball to stop where it needed to. Is I'd, I'd have them talk me through the putt, as in, where's this thing? Where are they going to aim this? How hard are they going to hit this? What's the ball going to be doing? And I'll make them walk the putt and, and kind of put their hand out and go, okay, so right over in this area right here, it's going to hit this little rise. It's going to bend a little left. It's going to creep down that hill. It's going to trickle towards the hole. I'm going to get them to describe that to me. And all of a sudden, they're now in tune with the overall thing that's about to be that putt to get the ball to stop where they want it to. And yeah, 100%, 100%. I think that's, that's a great exercise. And, that, again, that's just picturing the putt, right? Right. I mean, hate to go back to a Tiger Woods, Earl Woods deal, but I mean, putt to the picture yeah. that has a lot of, that has a lot of merit to it when you, when you break it down into, you know, our, our GPS system of feeling touches through our eyes. 
right? Yeah. I mean, we got to be, you can't, you're not going to put eyes closed. Well, then you might. I mean, it, I would, I would guess you're not going to shoot free throws with your eyes closed very well, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to have well. an idea. You got to have an idea of, of depth perception and, you know, what, what slopes are going, you know, what's happening with the slopes and so forth. So I think that's a great exercise for sure. You know, as I have them do that, I also have them become very aware of what they're walking on. You know, their ball's rolling on this big slopey surface and they might be walking up a little bit that they didn't see or they might be walking down a little bit or across something or over this little mound or knob or something. And, you know, it amazes me when, when we walk these putts that they get to use their eyes but they get to use their feet and their senses as well. So a lot of times I'll have them walk and I'll have them close their eyes. And next thing you know, their feet are telling them something that their eyes didn't pick up on. And so I'll have them walk it. And then in that whole description process of what's going on, they're all of a sudden becoming very aware that that is a little bit downhill or a little bit uphill, but they may not have checked out before. So yeah, definitely. I mean, the key word there is awareness. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, however you've been taught, you you don't really think about what your feet are feeling when they walk until you actually are aware of that and you, you start focusing on that. And then the whole world changes for them because now they can almost visualize what the ball is going to do based on what their feet tell them. Yeah, that's right. You know, and a lot of times people ask me, oh, well, you're teaching me to read with my feet. I'm like, I'm teaching you to read every way you can read. Right? I'm not going to sit there and say your feet are the only thing that matters and that's not it. And I'm not going to tell you that your eyes are the only thing that matters. I'm going to make you aware of what's going on in every way, shape, and form because otherwise, man, they got trouble. They just got trouble. So in, in this thing, do you find that, that kids putt really well before they get, um, let's say, disappointed enough? <laughs> Right, those old grizzly veterans like us, we have putted so many times that there's we we kind of get a little apprehensive. But sometimes you see these kids and they they get out there and they just knock things at the hole, and it's just like instinctive to them. Do you ever see some of that? Yeah, I think I think what you're talking about more is is they have short term memory, you know, and they, because they haven't had enough scar tissue to. Yeah to build up like we have of, of right. missing thousands of putts, right? Beat up by I, golf, yeah. I, yeah, I think, you know, our friend John Graham, I think, talks about that a lot. And I saw a post he did a few days ago, and it made sense. It's like, I don't think we putted that much better when we were kids, but the next putt, you know, wasn't affected by the previous few putts or the previous right. round of poor putting, right? They just said, I'm going to go make everything today, regardless of how they were putting you know, an hour ago or a day ago, they still, you know, when you're a kid, yeah. you just feel like you can make everything. So well, it's, I think know, it's more of that, it's more of that short-term memory than it is anything else. That's right. And, and, and in the, the, the putting sessions that I have with people, I get them to, to sit there and go, look, this, this is a whole new thing. You, we can forget about history. And, and let's just say, well, I can make this because that's what I see kids. Like you just mentioned that, that, you know, our buddy John, he says that, he talks to people about that. He's a terrific teacher of that. All I try to do is get people to see things for what this one in front of them is and try to forget history because then it's just that there's no, uh, there's no emotional scarring that they're bringing. <laughs> you know, it's not like they don't, have a, they don't have a big backpack full of misses hanging on their back every time they're standing over this one right now. That's right. And so we, we basically sell hope. Yeah. Right. So, and that's why, you know, that the, the a longer after you hit a putt, and I learned this from John as well, is that the longer 
the putt looks like it's going to go in, the more hope you have it's going to go in and the less stress you have. <laughs> right? right. Yeah, you hate right. the you hate the ones that you that you hit the putt and like three feet off the putter, you know it's not going in. You're already you're already, you know, testing <laughs> throwing a fit. That's you right. Want those, you want those ones that look like they're gonna go in for longer and I think it over time that you feel like you're you're rolling it better, you have a better chance. Yeah. You know, so I had a I had an interesting, you know, when I was down, down your way, I played uh, at that time in my life, I actually played some tournament golf and, and I played a tournament one time where I, I played with this guy and, and I missed just dang near everything that day, but they were all lips, you know, and they were all looked like they were going in the hole. And he says, I've never seen anybody putt as well as you did and get as bad a result as you got. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure how to take that. Yeah, right. I can't compliment. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm not even sure what that was. And you know what I found out is that that's kind of the southern way. You know, they'll throw a little dig at you, but boy, it's going to sound good. Yeah, and then they'll say, bless your heart. heart. That's right. That's the only thing (laughs) thing that happened after that. I was like, what did he just say? (laughs) Bless my heart. Bless your heart. You just can't putt, can you? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that that's just kind of normal of what we've got is that we, we, get, we get these situations and we just got to get it so that our ball stops at the hole, the next one's really easy, and everybody's happy. So, you know, that's, that's, that's the entire goal. So, <laughs> Especially for us old guys. I know it. I know it. <laughs> well, hey, tell you what, um, I want to have you come back on the show another day because here we, we're kind of running out of time on this segment. But sure. I wanna ha- I'm going to fill the whole show with you. And That'd we're going to do some fun stuff. We can talk about more stuff than, than just putting. But um, – as we go through this, again, Jason Sutton, you can teach anybody at Carmel Country Club, can't you? It's not uh, you have to have you have to have a sponsor you have a member sponsor you can you can get in. Well, you got a few members that can sponsor some folks yeah, yeah. down there, right? Exactly. So, yeah. All right, so uh, check him out, Golf Guru TV. Uh, he is the man, Jason Sutton, Carmel Country Club, one of the top one hundred teachers in the country. Thanks for being on those weekend golf guys, and we will talk to you soon, brother. I highly recommend the Cut Golf Matte Finished Golf Balls. They come in three colors, yellow, orange, and pink. All very easy to see, all very long off the tee. And if you chip and pitch and putt correctly, these things are going to check up when you need them to. They're going to roll out when you hit it right. They're going to roll true to the cup. And they're going to cost you $19.95 a dozen. It's a beautiful three-piece ball, and you're going to buy it direct from the manufacturer. That is why you're not going to spend 50 bucks for a dozen of these balls. $19.95 a dozen for cut, matte, orange, pink, or yellow balls direct from the manufacturer at CutGolfCo.com. That's CutGolfCo.com. I'm going to use these balls exclusively from now on i love them and so will you no matter how well you play or how badly you play this will be your favorite ball from here on out order a dozen at cutgolfco.com and it's us we're back few minutes left together those weekend golf guys i'm john ashton he is jeff smith some good stuff there man guy knows what he's talking about he does indeed and he's in charlotte yeah carmel country club um you know tough to get a hold of that guy a lot you know i I mean you know if you're a member at carmel country club you got a little easier shot at it but uh dude's in demand yeah yeah Yeah. you can see why or hear why yeah anyhow yeah so but again you know there are guys who are that good in your town you just got to find them. Uh, in fact, if you could, because Jeff knows everybody, 
right? So we could have like a clearinghouse of information. If somebody wants a recommendation for the best pro in whatever market you are in, just yeah. email us and we'll tell you. We'll give you yeah. some suggestions of who you should go see. Yeah, I can okay. find out. Yeah. yeah, I can find out. You need somebody face-to-face and you can't come see me or you can't get to Charlotte and go track down Jason Sutton yeah. or can't get to New York and track down James Hong. Man, you know what? Let me know. Like, you know, I'll, if I'll you're in Austin, you. I know we're on the air in Austin. You're in Austin. Go hey, uh, go to check out you, Brooke, tell you right now. Brooke Watts, man. Brooke Watts or, or Christy Longfield, too. Yep. Uh, yep. You know what? Uh, uh, Breck Bradley's down there. Okay. What a great teacher he is, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's three right there if you're in Austin, Texas. Yeah. So just, you know, give us a holler. Just email us, uh, you know, in, info at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Say, hey, I need a recommendation. Tell us where you're at. And we'll get back to you and let you know who you should go see. Because yeah. you need to take some lessons. Uh, I, I I avoided it forever and um, could have been a lot better had I not. But again, I was one of those. You know, I'm one of those guys. I don't go to a gym because I'm, I don't feel like I'm in good enough shape to be in a gym. You know, you got to get in better shape before you can go work out. Um, yeah. It's the same yeah. the same thought process a lot of guys go. I got to get better at golf before I can go stand in front of a PGA Pro and show them my swing because you feel really well, self conscious, so don't yeah. don't do that because they don't make decisions. You know they don't they don't make any rash judgments about you. They don't laugh at you in front of you. So you know that's cool. We wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and when they tell their friends about you, they don't mention you by name. So you know. <laughs> Those Facebook dot com slash golf guys. Follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys. If you've got a question about uh, a teaching professional in your area, just email us at info at those weekend golf guys. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be a fun week. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> and whether it be indoors, outdoors, or in a room in your house, hey, let's go play some golf. <laughs>